0: to Being Daisy in America, today I'm excited to welcome our guest Shaswa Joshi, a rising senior at UNC Chapel Hill, majoring in computer science, who is also the founder of the Samosa Bucket based out of the Durham Chapel Hill area. I'm so excited to learn more about him, but also to discuss a hot topic, food. Shaswa, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have you. And to start off with, what does being Daisy mean to you? And are there any significant experiences that you'd like to share that were formative towards the south asian aspect of your identity
1: yeah for sure so for me being desi means being connected to culture and also to my friends and also since in desi culture contributing to family values is very important. For me, it's like contributing to my family and being out there for them and also being out there for my community. So participating in events like religious events and also being Desi, also me for me, it means like being part of a diverse community. And personally for me, I've got to really experience like a lot of people from other cultures that are like part of the Bengali uh, culture or like other uh, from like different parts of India. And so that's been great. and yeah and also for me like one of my funny experiences that i've had was with one of my friends he's from south india yeah and one day like i went over to his place for the spring break and uh, one morning like i got to taste their like food i thought like i could handle like really spicy food but <laughs> their spice stuff was just like out of this world and like it made me definitely a like, question if i'm Desi enough and like <laughs> it definitely yeah it was definitely something like a new that i experienced no
0: that's so cool i agree like spice tolerance i want to my aunt's house yesterday and I don't know like so in Bengali culture we like we call it palau and like biryani and stuff I always have to eat it with a green chili I don't know why it's like never spicy for me and literally all the aunties were looking at me like oh my god you're like the first kid I saw who eats rice with green chilies and I was like yeah like I like spicy they're like good you're getting vitamin c and I was like it's not for vitamin c but okay Uh yeah
1: just take like extra yogurt like to add on like to mask like the spiciness Yeah,
0: yeah for sure And like for our listeners, would you like to share like what cultural background you're from?
1: Yeah. So for me, I was born in Nepal and I got to so I moved out of Nepal at a very young and I did a double immigration. So I first moved to Germany and lived there for a couple of years. And then from Germany, I moved to the U.S. in 2010. So I've been here for a while. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And do you have any like, since you mentioned that you lived in Germany and now in the US, was there like any differences in like how you were able to like practice your culture in Germany versus the United States?
1: Yeah, so there were definitely a couple things that are were very similar when I lived in Germany and U.S. For example, like I was always focusing on being assimilated into the culture, and that was like one of my big priorities of like fitting in. And also, like there were some differences in the German culture and the American culture. Was that like really small differences like being punctual and uh, just like different other festivals that they're involved in and like for example they have oktoberfest in germany and then over here there's like fourth of july when i went to the u.s like there's been lots of new festivals that i've got part of in.
0: yeah that sounds so cool and like i guess sort of like building on that like any aspect of like your nepali like cultural background that you'd like to like really highlight for those listening any like misconceptions or like generalizations about the culture as well that you'd like clarify that you typically have to face
1: yeah definitely so for me when i was uh, like growing up i was always like there's this one stereotype that uh, like South Asians or even Asians in general they are very focused on like their studies and don't really put that much effort into other areas like the arts or like sports but uh, for me like I thought that'd be like very opposite to be true like lots a lot of my friends they went into like sports and like also for myself I've involved in a lot of like extracurriculars like volunteering and so I would definitely say like that stereotype is false and I would say a lot of the in the media and like how uh, south asians or even asians like in general are portrayed i would contribute to that but yeah we we would definitely like blame it on that like on the movies and just like media news as well and uh, i did get like like a lot of people like a couple like he's not as smart as i thought he would be as well like i've gotten like a couple of those but uh, yeah like i've been involved in sports and other areas.
0: yeah for sure i mean it's always good to be like well-rounded and like explore other options and it's definitely as you said like that's definitely a stereotype that we're all like book nerds and we always have our faces in books but yeah it's continuing on the conversation so how would you say like your experience as a daisy individual has been living in i would say the united states but specifically in the southern aspect because i don't know if you've been up north but you know the Daisy cultures more popping there or like in other aspects of the u.s so any particular like unique experiences you've had here
1: Yeah, so one interesting thing is that I also lived in upstate New York before I came to North Carolina. So I got to kind of see, like, both sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. And one, like, one culture shock that I also had when first moving to the south was that, like, I was involved in, like, a program. It's called the Tar Heel Boys State. And I went to, it's like, we went down west, like, into the mountains. And, like, I got (laughs) to, like, see the people there. But at the same time, I, I was the only brown person in, like, the whole program. And so that was a big culture shock for me but i would say in like the north their cultures are very uh, there's not like one monoculture like in the south i would say a lot of things they revolve around like white culture and like a lot of culture uh yeah they revolve around that but in the north it's like many different types of cultures that kind of like you could be in one culture and then not really have to like be outside of it like for example there's like chinatown little india in like new york so yeah i would say that's a big difference there as well
0: no, I agree. I'm also originally from New York, and like I just love walking on the streets of New York because it's like you can understand a lot of people, and it's like just different like languages and diversity. As you said, like coming here, I was kind of shocked because it's, I'd be one of the few speaking Bengali. I mean, now I think it's changing. I feel now more people are coming down south. I know, like initially yeah, when I'm... we probably came, it was like no one's understanding me. I have a code language now. <laughs> Great.
1: Right. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Like in up north, I would say a lot of my friends were also immigrants because i moved to new york when i first came to the u.s Mm -hmm. So all of my friends were from like other like also from india but like they came directly from india and over here it's more like indian but they also lived in the u.s or were born in the u.s
0: yeah for sure and so now moving into like the exciting topic of food could you talk to us more about the samosa bucket and like what was the inspiration behind that
1: yeah for sure so it started last summer and i was getting like really tired of my own food like that was very bland like eating macaroni and cheese like, i mean it's great but like after a while it gets really boring and so at the same time like i was also like more curious about my own cultures like food so like making samosas and other like big aspects of that and so i visit my parents and like they kind of like taught me like how to make samosas and like i was learning as i was going through and throughout that experience i really Realized that I wanted to really improve better. Like I didn't know if my food was good or not, and so uh, <laughs> my idea was like to get my friends to kind of taste it. And so I asked like a couple, like a dozen friends, to just like uh, taste it and like to let me know like what they think and where I could improve. But at the same time, like I got received feedback, but like your friends, they might not like give honest feedback. And
0: like, yeah, they're probably biased. Be like, I'm not gonna.
1: Right, do right. <laughs> yeah especially if you like give them rides or like other stuff like they're not gonna tell like that your food is like absolute trash or not. <laughs> and so what I did like was uh, just like get a couple of strangers like I uh, got them to, to like taste my food and like just give like a uh, survey after it and I did it like all for free so like free of charge and uh, throughout that experience it just like kept growing like more people they. Uh, like, liked it and they also uh, recommended it to other people as well yeah. and there was one instance where like I really got motivated to continue uh, doing like a samosa bucket was when someone like donated money to kind of like continue my hobby and that's when I thought to myself like what if like how far can we really go with that concept so we've just been like since last summer we've been making food and like uh, getting other people to try it and yeah
0: so is it just you or are you like working with others to kind of expand the initiative.
1: Yeah, so starting last uh, September, it was just me and like making the food get like doing the drives. But recently, we grew like l- lots of and more people, like tried it, and uh, we grew to like more people. And so, I have a co founder as well, and we hope to continue to grow the venture.
0: That's just awesome. And like, your love for food is very evident by this venture. So, yeah, I definitely guess definitely a foodie. Yeah, for sure. And um, I guess, like, if you'd like to tell us, like, why is increasing like access to like Nepali? Indian snacks in the area important to you I think you touched a little bit on it but like I guess like what are also some of your favorite snacks that you recommend for our listeners to try out from y'all's menu
1: yeah to, so to start off like in the area in the Durham Chapel Hill, Hill area there isn't really a place that sells mobile dumplings so we decided to like increase the diversity of the food that we sell and so we try to ship food that people might not have tasted before and we also have like a lot of people that have never tasted the food before and they get it like on a regular basis now so after like trying it out uh, they've they've been like hoping much uh, now yeah. And I would say like we I would say people are just kind of uh, wired to try things that they're more comfortable with. So I'm I'm also like really guilty about that, like <laughs> trying something new, like trying snacks, uh, like spending ten dollars on food that I've never tasted and I don't know if it's good or not. Versus like um, trying food that I've already know that it's good. I would say. Yeah, for but.
0: sure. And it, like I mean, based on y'all's Instagram, it looks like fried momos and samosas have been like the most popular snacks so far. So I guess like, is there a reason, I mean, you sort of touched upon it because you said like there doesn't seem to be many places that sell like momos, but like any other like maybe like reasons why like y'all chose to launch with those specific snacks?
1: yeah so it was like a part of a personal choice also for me because like i wanted to be connected into the dc culture more and, like being like having moved out of nepal like at a very young age i wanted to kind of like connect to, to that culture and i decided to do that through food and so starting off it was like a personal preference to start off with like samosas and momos because they're they've been like part of my family for a long time and i was also like more comfortable making them and i also really i love like samosas and momos yeah and besides like we did branch off a little bit so we started like experimenting with um like chicken tikka and like with uh, a pot and like a dal and so we're pretty excited to do that but also one thing about our about dc cuisines is that they're really tricky to kind of like deliver and like transport like for example there's bani puri. like people in india they have like <laughs> these whole like uh, tricycles with like all their supplies but we don't really have that here so yeah and also
0: pani like, puri has a lot of condiments that you have to like it's not just like the the filling yeah
1: right like you have to eat it straight away or like yeah like the food yeah it has to be like consumed straight away it's not like hamburgers where you can just like uh, transport it anywhere and yeah but i'm also excited about like sat we've been thinking about it but as you said like the there's a lot of other ingredients that we have to mix in and then uh, there's also like a lot of instructions that goes into like eating tat like you can't just eat like there's a lot of things that you add on on layers you have the potatoes and then you have the uh, tamarind sauce and the yogurt that you add on so yeah it's, it's, a, it's like a process
0: <laughs> And, yeah. like, are there any other exciting additions that y'all are considering launching or, like, have announced?
1: Yeah, so far, um, we've been, like, looking into snacks, but we also want to kind of, like, branch off into dal bhat and, like, more, like, larger meals as well, and so, yeah.
0: Wish I wasn't graduated. <laughs> I would have loved Because like Talbot is literally Bengalis, that's all they eat (laughs) and I do too. So yeah, that's really great. And so yeah, so as y'all have, like the Samosa Bucket has like a booming Instagram account as you're like adding many customers like by the day. What do you attribute this success to? And do you have any advice for emerging entrepreneurs about launching new ventures and publicity, like publicizing
1: it? Yeah, so one thing that really attributed to our success was that we did free samples for our food so people could just like sign up and just like order a free sample of our food without like not having to pay anything for the delivery for the service or anything at all and we wouldn't like ask them to do anything like further like there was an optional survey that they could also do like to rate the food but that was pretty much it and the point of that was like to get them to really try out our food like they wouldn't like, as I mentioned before, people are kind of, like, hesitant to try out new things, and so we wanted to give them a chance to, like, try out food from the DC culture, and a lot of people that uh, we saw, like, they, they stuck, um, <laughs> and, like, they kept on ordering, like, large chunks even, like, there's definitely, yeah, there's, like, people that, that have just been, like, getting food every week, and, um, yeah, they just, like... <laughs> regular snow
0: no that's awesome i mean i'm one of those people who can't cook so i really relied on (laughs) and when i was like in dorm but yeah so i guess have there been any like significant milestones since y'all have launched and like especially like y'all sort of launched during the pandemic So like running a new venture during a pandemic may have also come with its challenges. So like any I guess like advice or just like any like experiences in particular that you'd like to share for listeners who may also be having a hard time like launching projects at this time?
1: Yeah, before I go to the milestones, one big advice that I have is that like if you if someone is like working on their venture or a startup or like on any project is to find like team members and partners because they can really push and like they can give you insights on things that you've never thought about and i could definitely say like my co-founder that i found um so he like before back in september when it was just me doing like all of the cooking like delivering uh he would just like give a, like little advice and like one day a few months later when we got larger and like it was harder to keep up with it just being me I kind of like just asked him if he was also interested because he was like already contributing so much I wanted to like add him as a co-founder and I just like asked him if he wanted to be a co-founder and if he was even willing to maybe contribute some funds to kind of keep the venture going and he said yes so like right then I knew like that that this was like my co-founder like he would definitely be a huge help and like a huge contribution to us and so far he's definitely made like a huge difference and um yeah definitely and for our milestones so so far we've done 427 deliveries and one fact that a lot of people they don't know is that half of our orders they go into duke and so duke also has like a huge uh, impact on our sales yeah. and yeah and also like getting into duke so one idea that we had was like during the basketball games like we would ask duke students if they were interested in like getting our food and we also told them if duke won that day like we would uh like give them a discount and so that was also like a huge attribute i would say for us to be big at duke as well
0: that's awesome. And, like, I mean, I was just curious. I know y'all are based out in, like, Chapel Hill in Durham. Have y'all considered tapping into the state? Because I know, like, NC State also has a big DC population.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. But one issue is that, like, with how far state and, like, UNC Duke are, like, it's a bit difficult to, mm-hmm. like, deliver, like, far, that far distance. But we've definitely considered it. And we definitely want to, like, maybe branch out, like, a separate kitchen there as well. Yeah. Definitely.
0: That'd be cool, and I guess like to sort of like wrap up like our conversation. How can our listeners get access or like order from the Samosa Bucket, and like how can us at VDIA like better support y'all to get the word out and like kind of like help y'all out as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. So right now we also got accepted into Launch Chapel Hill, which is like an accelerator and uh, for anyone that doesn't know what an accelerator is, it's like a program where they kind of mentor and coach you to grow your startup into like really launch out. And so we are like, there's lots of things changing in the venture and uh, like our name might change in the future as well. So Anyone that's uh, like following us, if you just go to Samosa Bucket, like we are on Instagram and also we made like a LinkedIn account. So you can just like follow all of our changes there. And we are also actively working on our platform to also include other kitchens as well, because there's been like a lot of people that we found that are doing like the same thing, but it's like really hard to reach them. Like they're in uh, like separate group chats or they're part of like different neighborhoods. And so it's like hard to reach them online and we want to like add them into our platform to kind of like branch out.
0: Yeah, that sounds great and we definitely look forward to supporting more of y'all's work. We're also growing as a podcast too. As we near the end of this conversation, I'm also curious to know like we sort of talked about it at the start of the conversation, but what are like aspects of other South Asian cultures that you like absolutely love? And what about being desi? Like I know we talked about what does that mean to you, but why is it important to you?
1: Yeah, so I definitely enjoy how like diverse India is and also uh, like how diverse my friends are so from the- very beginning I've got to like it also helped me meet like other people from other like countries and so and uh, what I also love about being Daisy is that how everyone is like really connected and also like how everyone shares like family values and meeting new people is very good and also like there's so many religions as well so I definitely got to like meet new people and yeah
0: yeah well I really enjoyed talking with you today and like thank you so much for joining us and it was so awesome to learn more about you and like talk about one of our all-time favorite topics here on the podcast food so yeah thank you so much for joining us again and we hope to like, see how Samosa Bucket flourishes and wish you all the best with that.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you to our wonderful listeners for tuning in to this episode of Being Daisy in America. Please be sure to follow our social media handles at Being Daisy in America on both Facebook and Instagram for more updates about future episodes and content. Until then, take care and see you soon.